Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Quirky Corporate Chicks podcast. We're your hosts, Dana Foster and Sherry Hayes, corporate life coaches in private practice. We focus on people who follow their passion and how their lives have been impacted. Real stories, real entrepreneurs, and lots of laughter as we look at where life has taken us. So today, we're here with the lovely Kim Douglas. Hello. Who is in my second home of Berlin, Germany, but a living the expat life. Uh, she runs a mindfulness group and her own uh, workshop sort of company called uh, Common Humanity. So welcome, Kim. Welcome. Hi. Thanks. Uh, so why don't we start off a little bit with talking about, since you are an expat, a fellow American, um, mm -hmm. what brought you to Berlin from, I believe you said Colorado mm -hmm. was where last, and mm -hmm. then uh, what were the circumstances sort of around you deciding to leave corporate America and go into your own venture? Well, I mean, I um, spent most of my adult life in Colorado and um, my husband and I were, um, had bought a house. We weren't married yet. We bought a house in 2003. Um, and then I was working for a title company. So during the refinance boom of the early 2000s, I was working for a, re, um, a title company and working flat out. Oh man, it was a lot of work. Um, and doing the, you know, 45 minute one way commute to work every day. And, and uh, my husband was kind of doing the same. I mean, not in the same business, but also doing a 45 minute commute one way. And, and um, yeah, and so we had bought a house and everything was going really pretty, pretty well. And he comes home one day and he says, so, um, would you want to move to Germany? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it, I have a lot of German links. I mean, my great grandparents were German. Uh, they moved here from Germany, or they moved to the U.S. from Germany. Um, I was born in Germany, so I was born in Heidelberg. My father was in the army. Oh, okay, so beautiful place. So it is. Yeah. So, um, so I had that connection. I only lived here for six months when I was, you know, just born. But, um, so I had that connection. I had also had the connection of just visiting the year before or a couple of years before, um, for the first time as an adult, uh, Germany. So, uh, I hadn't been to Berlin. I had, we of course did the Munich. I went to Heidelberg and Munich and a lot of other places, but not Berlin. But anyway, um, my husband had actually gone the same year that I had, almost exactly at the same time before we had met. So um, oh, anyway, so we had, we had, yeah, it was. So we had a lot in common with Germany and the German connection and all that. And so he said, do you want to go to Germany? And it was like, ah, yeah, sure. And I, I, you know, I reveled in the idea of quitting my job. I was like so excited. I was like, yes, I <laughs> my God, <laughs> so great. So I quit and uh, basically packed up the whole house and blah, 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 and got us all ready to move over here and then uh, moved over here. And I mean, it, it, that was a long process in itself. Oh my gosh. I mean, that was a, that was a long involved process. But once we did get over here, um, he had a job. Uh, he worked for this company called RapidEye, which was, um, it's a satellite, um, it's a, um, oh my gosh, I just, it's a satellite imagery company, sorry. 
And I just like totally lost it there. <laughs> from but from it the has, peanut gallery, comments from yes, the peanut gallery. Exactly, yeah. comments from my husband over across the story of like, hello. Yeah, um, but we had Earth observation satellites. And so um, the company had Earth observation satellites. They were taking um, pictures of the Earth. And so he worked for this company, you know, right away when we moved here. I got the house set up and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, I had this really burning desire to like learn German and I didn't have anybody to talk to or didn't have any connections to learn German other than my little, I don't know, I had some CDs, I guess. And I wasn't going very far with that. So I got kind of bored. So then I started working at that same company in the marketing department. So then we both worked at this company for a long time. I mean, so we, but we were only going to live here, of course, for, you know, 18 months, two years, maybe. And now this is our 13th year of being here. Mm. But, um, so then, oh golly, flash forward to 2013, I had a child. So I went on maternity leave and I went, I took the big long maternity leave. You can take three years in Germany. So I took the big long. And um, in that time, oh, wow, it was, that was a really tough time for me. So, um, and this is part of the reason that I started my mindfulness center was because um, when I had my child, I really went into a deep, dark depression. I had, I had postpartum depression, like, wow, it was incredible. Um, it was a journey that I never want to take again, <laughs> but I mean, I definitely came back. I came out of it a stronger person and a different person, but um, yeah, I really went through a very, very tough time. And so thinking of going back to my job um, in the marketing department of the satellite company, I was just like, I had no interest in doing that. And, but it was a good job. It was in Germany. Um, the benefits were okay. And, you know, it afforded me some extra income. So I'm like, okay. So I get all ready to go to work that day. And I just, I'm dreading the whole thing, but I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be fine. So I get ready to work. I go to work and, uh, the human resources manager says to me, she says, um, can I see you in my office before you, you know, can I just see you in my office? And I thought, yeah, sure. Thinking that she's going to give me like, I don't know, a new door code or some, you know, little doodah thing. Or she's going to have this just quick chat with me. And she says, well, um, so your job is now gone. Someone does that in San Francisco, your job. I'm like, okay. And she says, um, well, we can offer you this. And she slides like a piece of paper across the desk, right? And I look at it and I'm like, that looks okay. And uh, she says, oh, you can think about it if you want to. And I said, no that's okay. And I signed it right there just thinking, yay, I'm out. Right. And, um, so I walked out of that building that day and I literally just like, and I'm not a big believer in God or anything, but I was just like, wow, whatever's looking out for me. Thank yeah. you. Like, thank you for not making me do that again. I just couldn't do it. So, um, and I wasn't expecting it at, I mean, I, I, there was a hint of a possibility that that would happen, but I never, ever dreamed that would happen. But, and, it, and it happened, and I was so happy. And so I took that, that money, and I put it into learning to, um, yeah, just studying to become a mindfulness teacher. 
So that's what I did. I mean, and that has not also been a terrifically easy road, but I've been, I opened the business a year ago, January. So it's almost been 18 months since I've had this job. Yeah. So I am out of the corporate world. And what do you think was the most uh, impactful thing you initially learned in the mindfulness training that you thought this could really help me? What was that first aha moment where you're like, this is going to make a difference for you? Oh, you mean like when I first found mindfulness in general? Yes. Okay. So I can tell you honestly, um, there were a few things. Um, I mean, when I was reading, I, see, I tried to get out of my depression like on my own by thinking about it and that didn't work. And so I, yeah. I went and I saw a therapist and I was trying to get her to help me. And her only suggestion was that I go on antidepressants. And I was like, nah, not happening. Um, not that they don't work for some people, but I just didn't feel comfortable doing that at that time. And, and uh, I remember thinking, okay, I've got to find a way out of this. And so I started reading like everything I could get my hands on about depression and how to get out of it. And, and I, every book that I picked up said something about meditating, just one little nugget about meditating. Just, just meditate, just meditate five minutes a day, just meditate, you know? And I eventually had to try it because I was like, well, I don't know, all these people can't be completely out of their mind. So I tried it and, mm -hmm. and I really, yeah. And I think there are concepts within the mindfulness, just being mindful and, and the teachings of mindfulness. I'm, and the teachings that I have, have learned have mostly been, um, I wouldn't say they're based on Buddhism, of course. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of mindfulness is based on Buddhism, but it was more from a secular angle that I learned it. So the, there were a lot of concepts that were like, your thoughts are not, are only thoughts. Yeah. Like you don't have to believe everything that you think. And feelings I remember thinking, facts. Yeah. yeah, feelings aren't facts either, you know. You, you don't have to believe everything you feel. I mean, like, so those two concepts were huge for me. I mean, mm -hmm. because I grew up in a family of doers. Like, if you weren't doing something, you were lazy, you were like, do, 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 do. And like, self-care and, and reflection and all that stuff. No, nah. no. Nope. There was a lot of guilt. There was always guilt. But there was not a lot of real evaluation of your feelings or your, you know, or your thoughts or anything. It was just like, go, you must Or the value. My family is all oh, like that too, yeah. but the value in taking self-care and understanding that you will then be a better performer or a better spouse or a better exactly. parent or whatever, when you exactly. actually take the time for you, I just had a girlfriend, her animal had passed away and she was saying, I felt guilty by, you know, hanging out with my friends while they were at her house and spending time with them. And I said, no, you were filling your cup, you know, right. so you could be more positive and supportive, you know, for your, your animal, but that could be for a person. It could be for anything. And so I a hundred percent agree with you that it's like, no, it's completely wrong. That's so valuable. We should be putting more stock in that. Well, I, I can also say like as a new mother, and I mean, if there's any, any, any new mothers listening out there, I mean, as a new mother, I felt, and this was before I knew I, I really had a grip on mindfulness at all, really. But when I first became a mother, I thought I absolutely had to spend every waking moment with my daughter. I couldn't leave her. I, 
people would come to me and say, you need to, you need to rest. You need to take a nap. I can, you know, take your daughter and take her walk for a walk and you can take a nap or you can, whatever you can do something on your own. And I thought, no, 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 no. That shows a sign of weakness. I can't, can't do that. And if there's anyone listening yeah. out there, that's a new mother. You absolutely can. You can, your, your baby will be there for you when you come back you can. <laughs> yeah, your your story was very powerful because I've had uh, some some girlfriends that have had children over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and both of them had discussed. But it wasn't until after they dealt with it, and I felt oh, exactly. so bad that they didn't share it with me that they were going through postpartum yeah. depression. Mm-hmm. They and they felt like they needed to hide it. It's not something that's and even her doctor initially like didn't pre-warn her to say, oh, this is a thing that could happen. And then here are your resources. It was, you know, a month or two after when her husband was like, hey, you know, I don't think this is normal. I think you should probably go and and talk to somebody. And then here she found out only after she'd been going, you know, and talking to somebody that her mom had gone through it. Her aunt had gone through it. You know, same thing with the other one. And it was, and they both were angry that, that moms weren't talking about it. Oh, and exactly. it is a common thing. It's huge. And so I thought your story was so beautiful. It really resonated because I've had friends that have gone through it. And it's so yeah. unfortunate because well, they they're feel so isolated. It's absolutely. Oh, and then living as an expat in a country where you don't speak the language exactly perfect. I mean, you know, I don't speak the language great anyway, but to, to be in a country, I mean, I was, and we weren't even in Berlin at that time. We were 60 kilometers outside of Berlin. So we were like 30 miles away. Right. So an hour by train Yeah. Wow. away from Berlin. And I had a few contacts there, but it wasn't like I had a real solid community there, you know? Yeah. So talk about isolated. Wow. (laughs) I, I, you know, I lived in England for three years as an expat and then then I spoke the language and it was still isolating Mm -hmm. because especially when you move as an adult, it's a lot different when you move as a student because everybody's doing their own thing. But then as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like, well, you don't go around, well, I need new friends, you know? (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, because everyone kind of has their own they have their own groups. They have their own groups. Yeah. They yeah. have their own social circles and you know, you're a newbie. Oh yeah. Hmm. And then they look at you and probably think, Oh yeah, she probably won't stick around. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, I wish I'd been there. The first <laughs> time, you know, <laughs> oh, they were right. You know, the universe, you know, Brexit had other plans for me with my. Oh, well, that's true. Oh, that's uh, I was just going to say, I think, yeah, it, whether you're in a different country or it's just any move in general, Mm-hmm. Um, can be extremely difficult. And then as new moms and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, again, one of my close friends, she said, I was like, where did you make all your friends? Cause she's, she has all these friends. Right. And I moved to the same city and she's like, you know, I met them at the library. <laughs> I was like, really the library? She's like, well, yeah, we'd all bring our kids there well, for story time. That's where I met you, the kid yeah. and that's where I met the moms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as a new mom, and it's good that you can meet new people as a new mom because, and you do, you meet them like at their daycare or at activities for the kids. Or like now my daughter is just like, she's in kindergarten right now. So, you know, I know all of her and not all of them, but a lot of the moms that are, you know, parents of the kids that are in my, my kid's class. So yeah, it's good that you have those kind of connections. Thank goodness that moms have those, those lucky breaks. And what, and so it sounds like the, the mindfulness when you started working that, on that for yourself, mm-hmm. that it had such an impact that you, that you decided, I need to do this with it other did. people. It did. 
I actually took an MBSR course, a mindfulness-based stress reduction course. And that's a course that's been around now for 40 years. But I took that class um, as part of my, just my journey, my mindfulness journey. And I took this class and I took it from someone who had, MBSR teaches you such incredible life-changing concepts. I mean, it's like the, you know, your thoughts are not your thoughts and your, and your um, feelings are not, you know, set in stone and all that. I mean, they're, they're just your feelings and your thoughts, and your, whatever. But he took these concepts and he, he was just so dry about it. It was like, and I thought to myself, somebody's got to put a little life into this. I mean, really, because I mean, I, and I don't teach it the way that he does, of course, but he's a completely different person. So it's like he teaches it in a way that does resonate, I'm sure, with some people. But to me, it was like eating granola with no milk. It was like, wow, yeah. it's so dry. I can't even. Yeah. Wow. So but you I hope that, that I add a little more spice to whatever um, or a little more excitement to because I'm really. I, it, those concepts res really resonate with me. So I'm really excited to share them with other people too. So, I mean, I hope that comes out in what I do. And I sensed that, uh, cause you said you'd been doing it 18 months now. Mm -hmm. I sensed that maybe it was going a little differently than you first expected. Mm. Is there, has there been, um, unexpected challenges or, there has been going differently than what you expected. Oh, yeah. Some of those. yeah. Well, I mean, as an expat and the, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of um, relying on the expat community because I don't teach it in German, right? I don't teach in German. I teach oh, in English. Yeah. And so I have all these friends who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great that you're going to do this. I'll support you. Na, 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 na. And then, uh, yeah, they were all gone when I opened my business. <laughs> <and> like. <laughs> Oh, I mean, they're still there and they still care about me and all that. But like, I don't think any of those people have ever been to one of my meditation courses or one of my mini retreats or one of my, you know, mm -hmm. or one of my um, meditation <laughs> classes. So it's like, well, okay. So yes, that did turn out a little bit differently than I had planned. That's, a, that's but, actually funny about uh, that happens to, to me. I don't know about Dana, but with uh, the podcast, you know, so many people say, oh, that's so cool. You know, whether it's family or friends of mine. And then I say, so, you know, have you listened to it yet? Oh, well, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I but I said, anyway, I said, oh, that's cool. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Everyone's allowed to do their own thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think we need to wrap up, you know, so shortly. Is there anything you, I think, if for me to ask the last question, is there anything, you know, looking back uh, in the last 18 months that you wish you would have done differently and, and that now you've, you know, learned? Actually, yes. And I just learned it a few days ago. This is really crazy. I was just thinking, I really wish I had a second to say this because it is really important. I named my company Comedy, Common Humanity. Because I really, at the time when I named it, and this has been nearly two years ago that I named it, but at the time I felt like I really wanted to get, I really wanted to build a community and I really wanted everyone to know that we do have this common humanity and there is so much about ourselves that is similar instead of, and that we can, 
that we can really look at each other and know that a lot of things about ourselves are the same instead of looking at all of the differences that we all have because that's we usually look at the differences like oh she's too short she's too whatever what, da, 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 you know or they're a different religion or a different you know social whatever but anyway and I and I wanted that to be part of it and I wanted I wanted to build a community but then when I started to do my business I kind of started it alone like I just went on it alone I I looked at all those people in Berlin and all those people in my vicinity and even in Europe in general and that were teaching mindfulness-based stress reduction, that were teaching meditation. I looked at them as other. I looked at them as competition. And it just occurred to me very recently, like a month ago or two weeks ago, like, why am I doing that? Why can't I work with those people? Why can't I... Mm build partnerships with those people. Why can't I go for coffee with those people? Because those people are doing what I'm doing. And I am sitting here in my living room going, how am I going to find people to take my class? So hi, I mean, like it, something resonated with me. It was like, um, if I'm community building, why aren't I doing that for myself? Like wow. I'm not, yeah. my, I'm not making my own community. So I started this thing on Facebook and on Instagram just this month. So I started it, it started the first of May. It's called Mindful May. So every day yeah. I am putting out like a little blurb or whatever from all of the mindfulness people that I know. Um, I've looked up some that I've never met, um, but most of them are people that I know personally and that I look up to. Um, but just little, um, little things about mindfulness. Um, the, the theme is why this moment matters. But I mean, they, they all write about kind of what they want to about mindfulness. And, um, yeah, it's been a really interesting journey and I've opened up new doors and I've started new partnerships and I've met people for coffee and yeah. So things are sort of, I'm building my own community now. So yes, that has That's really fantastic. changed in the last That's 18 fantastic. months. Yes. Yeah, it is. So I'm, is. I'm really happy about that. The tunnel vision. Um, exactly. We have it with life coaches as well. You know, there's a piece of the pie for everyone. Exactly. Just work with the other people that do what you do. Yeah. Your entrepreneurship in yeah, general exactly. is isolating. I, somebody said something to me great this week, and then and then I'll, I'll we can leave it with that. But it was, if you're the smartest person in the room, you should be nervous. Like you should be surrounding people. You surround <laughs> yourself <laughs> exactly with other people that you feel like are smarter than you are, so that you no, know you absolutely should. Oh, I um, think uh, actually John Aquaviva said that too on the on the podcast. Yeah, he may have said that. Somebody said that to me again this week where they were just like, you should feel good if it's other people that are smarter than you there. And I was like, you know, that's right. Cause you're going to learn something. So I think it's great that you're building out your own community because yes. you're right. And then once you start doing that, it just perpetuates. Yeah. Cause he was talking about it from a musician standpoint that when you work together, you're more creative and that yeah. you make something even bigger and better when you work together. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, we live in a town of 4 million people. We can all find our own yes. people to teach mindfulness to, I'm sure. I'm sure we all have something to give. And like I said, like with the, the guy who taught me my, my mindfulness class that was sort of dry, I'm sure he resonated with someone. So, mm -hmm. you know, we all have people that we're attracted to, to teach us things, yeah. you know? So we all have our own... Yeah. Well, I'll have to come and find you the next time that I'm, uh, I'm in Germany. I get over there quite <laughs> frequently. 
Hopefully you understood my really bad German. (laughs) (laughs) When I was was writing. It wasn't bad at all. It's not any better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) And we're definitely going to meet for that beer when I, when that next time I'm in Berlin. Oh yes. Uh, What are you, what are you drinking right now? Anything? Water out of a beer glass. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I thought because it was nine o'clock your no. time, maybe you have a, a, a you know some kind of craft Friday. ale. Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kim. It's been a Thanks pleasure uh, chatting with you. I've been following your journey now for for over a year, and it's um, just really nice to have the chance to chat with you and and hear. It's really nice to yeah. talk to you. Thank you. Thank it you. Is. And uh, yeah, flattered well, that you wanted to have me. Oh, well, it's the pleasure is ours. So <laughs> yes. thank you so much. Bye, everyone. No All right, have a good evening. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.